The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Behayeu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the Daf Yomi, and in honor of the Rabbi to scale Mitzvot. May he continue to succeed. Aslahab, Arvaha, Bechol Maasi Adav, Amen. Gemara Nedarim, Daf Yod. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied for Ashidema Shedomo Ben Miriam. Begin today's daf on Tet Amud Sheni with the last two words on the bottom of the Amud Vibait Ema. We learned in our Mishnah on Tet Amud Rishon that if a person makes a shivua, makes a nedir, and he says it in the following way, he says, I'm accepting upon myself something, like the vows of the kesherim, like the vows of the, the righteous people. So it says, He didn't say anything. Because we learned in the Gemara that the righteous people, they don't make vows. They don't accept upon themselves nezirut, they don't accept upon themselves to bring korbanot. They certainly don't make shivuot on themselves. And the reason is because they don't want to make vows because there's a chance that Hasbush Shalom, they're going to break the vow. So they don't want to accept upon themselves anything. So a person says, I'm accepting it. Like the vows of Kesherim is on me or hareni and things like that. So therefore the terminology is not a terminology because Kesherim do not make nedarim. However, if he says, Kenidbotam, if he says like their uh, voluntary actions, that's the language he used. Kenidbotam hareni nazir, which means they didn't say nazir. He just said kenidbotam hareni. So I'm accepting upon myself in the zirut kenidbotam like the d- donations. Or he looks at a korban and he says kenidbotam alai. So he said that the tzaddikim they do make the devot. They do make. Uh, uh, Voluntary uh, donations. The Gemara said, how could you make a voluntary, uh, or, or the Duran is, what does it mean, a voluntary nizirut? So we explained the voluntary nizirut means that it's not, not voluntary in a sense, but it's sincere. That's what it means. Uh, as opposed to a nedir, which is done maybe with less sincerity and less purity of thought. But it's, and uh, a korban, of course, a person is able to bring a nedava. Uh, we said, but if a person is going to make a nedava, there's also a chance that he might delay the korban. Therefore, why is the keep not scared to donate korbanot? Because if he says, let's say, harizu korban, he designates this as a korban. We're worried that what? Maybe he's going to delay it for three holidays, and then he's going to be all there. He said, no, it's too much like a hillel. They used to donate it at the azara of the Beit HaMikdash. He used to consecrate it, he used to make semicha on it, and then right away he used to bring it. So there was no hashash to uh, come to Baltah. Right? So we're talking about those type of tzaddikim and that type of uh, uh, that type of uh, nedaba. So it's Masra from our Mishnah that tzaddikim make nedavot, but they don't make nedarim. So the Gibraltar's question was, who's the author of our Mishnah? So we had a machloket between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Exactly the attitude of Shalomu HaMelech towards nedarim. 
to review the Mahloke, it said that there's a Pasuk in Kohelet, Tov Asher Lotidor, Meshetidor Velotashalem. It's better that you don't vow than vowing and breaking it. So the Bimi'ir understood that Tov Mize Umize Sheenu Noder Kolaikar, which means better than anything is that you don't vow at all, which means uh, no, 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 no sorts of vows. Which means without any uh, exceptions. So according to the Bibliot, it sounds like that the Sadiqim don't make vows at all, not Nidarim and not Nidavot. Whereas according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, he said, Tov Mizeu Mizeh Noderu Mishanim. Rabbi Yehuda learned, no, the best guy, the best situation is to make vows and keep them. So it's Masma according to Rabbi Yehuda that they make even Nidarim. So then we have uh, opposite views of it. According to the Bimi'ir, the Tzadikim do nothing. They don't vow, they don't even make the Dabot. According to the Bimi'ud, it's even proper for the Tzadikim to make the Darim and keep them. So who's the author of Amishnah? So Amishnah is making a haluk between the Darim and the Dabot. It's like they don't make the Darim, but they make the Dabot. So on yesterday's Amud, we said the Mishnah could be going like the Bimi'ir. And the Bimi'ir, when he said that the Tzadikim don't make vows at all, that's vows, but not... And now the Gemara gives another answer. He buys tema, a filu tema, the biuda. We can even say the biuda. Kiyavki amar biuda bindaba beneder lo amar. That which the biuda said that the best thing is to make a vow and keep it. He meant to make a nedaba and keep it. The tzaddikim they make the dabot. So it was But the language of Rabbi was the best thing is noder umikayim. Noder is mashma aneder. So the answer is teni nodev umikayim. So change it instead of noder umikayim, change it to nodev umikayim, and therefore he can be the author of our Mishnah. Comes the. The Ran, the Ran on top just explains Rabbi Yehuda, Darish Lehud Lekraek Rabbi Meir, De Tov Mize Umize She'enu Noder Kolaikar. Because now it comes out that the B Yehuda agrees. The best thing is don't make any Nidarim at all. Just like the Rabbi Meir learned. Miu Be'apadik Alid Rabbi Meir. And this will argue with Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, Kradden Aket Noder Wadine Nodev. Udide Davka Noder, Ava Nodev Tov Mize Umize. The argument now according to the B Yehuda and the B Meir is the B Meir says, Better not to make a vow, better, man, better not to make a nedavah. Whereas the Yehuda will say, no, better, the best thing is not to make the darim, even if you can fulfill them, don't do that. But to make a nedavah, the Yehuda is going to say, it's good to make the nedavah and keep them. So therefore, the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Comes the Gemara and says, now we're going to, go, Gemara is going to speak out the similar things that we spoke out yesterday's death. My shena no der, delo, what's the reason why the tzaddikim, they don't make the darim? Dilma ate balide takala. Because they might uh, come to a stumbling block, which means they might make a neder, and what's going to happen? They're going to break the neder. And by breaking the neder, that's going to be avon. So they don't like to put themselves in a uh, situation. Nedabaname, dilma ate lide takala. What do you mean? Even a nedaba. It might come to a uh, stumbling block, which means, like the case of the korban. He's going to make a nedaba. If he delays his korban, he's not going to end up bringing it to the Beit HaMikdash. He's over about ta'chayr. Says the Biyuda the Tamid Amar Adam Mevi Kifsatol Azara Umagdisha Vesomech Aleha Veshohata. But going according to the Biyuda, she tells us a person can bring his keves, his sheep, 
to the courtyard of Beit Hamikdash, consecrate it at the courtyard, put make simicha, put his hands on the animal at the courtyard, and slaughter it right away and bring it on the mizbeach, like we learned yesterday from Hillel. Hazakin, they used to do the same practice. So if, if, if a tzaddik is going to bring a korban in that way, it's not going to come to a problem because he's, he's right there. He cannot delay it. He consecrated it right in front of the Beit HaMikdash. The korbanot. That explains the daba of korbanot. Which means, how you can explain the nidaba of nizirut? Which means, how do you explain the nidaba? The person will accept upon himself a nidaba of nizirut. There's a chance that what? That he's gonna he's gonna break his nizirut. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda the Tamed the Tanya. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda said, Hasidim Arishonim hayu mitavim navi korban hatat. The early Hasidim they desired to bring a korban hatat. They wanted to bring a korban hatat, but they couldn't bring a korban hatat. You know why? Lefisheen kadosh baruchu mivit takala al yedehim. But God never brings a stumbling block on their hands. So they were never really obligated Korban Khattat. Because you only have Korban Khattat if the Shogeg, you make Avon, you make a sin. But what? The Siddiquim never makes sins. But they, 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 they have a big desire to bring a Korban Khattat. They want to serve God on every way possible. And one of them is what is to bring a Korban Khattat. But they never had the opportunity to bring Korban Khattat because they never sinned. So they have to figure out a way, a, uh, 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 they have to orchestrate a way how to bring a korban khatat. So, so what do they do? May you see? They would make themselves nazirim. They would say, I am going to be a nazir. Now what's the law of the nazir? If there's nazirut, he has to bring a korban khatat. So therefore, in order to get them in the parasha of bringing korban khatat, they would accept upon themselves voluntary nazirut. korban khatat In order... They, they should now be obligated to korban khatat the makom. So, the uh, Ran says on the fourth line, Rabbi Yudat al-Tameh, Damar, Dekesherin mitavin lahavi korbanot shil choba, Metoch kach, Hem nodrin benazir, Vekevan shile kavanat zem osim mikri nedaba. That's why the nizirut is called a nedaba. Because it's not a mandatory nizirut in the sense that they're accepting it upon themselves because of something that they did and something like that. The only reason why they're accepting a part of the zirut is so they can bring the korban khatat. So that's what it means when the Gemara says that they make nizirut on themselves as a nedaba. Understand what the nedaba is? Which means it's a donation. What's the nedaba of it? They're trying to bring a korban khatat. So therefore, the nizirut is just a means, it's just a tool to get to the korban khatat. So that would be considered a nizirut of... Nedaba. So now we understand a new angle why the Nizirut is called Nedaba. Because they didn't do it for the Nizirut per se. They're doing it to bring the Kurban Hattat because they met Ave, they have a Ta'avat to bring Kurmanot Hattat. The Bishwan Omer, Bishwan says, no. I argue on you. Lo Nadru Benazir. The Sadiqim, they never accept upon themselves Nizirut. Why? Ela Arotse Lavi Ola Mitnadev Umevi. Listen, if a guy wants to bring a Kurban Ola, he can donate a korban ola. Ola is not mandatory. He can bring ola as a nedava. Shilamim mitnadevu mevi. No problem. What do you mean? Korban shilamim? Sadiq can donate a korban shilamim and bring it. Toda ba'arba'a mine lachma. You have a korban toda. Korban toda is a person that's saved. 
from one of the four uh, uh, situations. He was sick and he was he uh, 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 was healed. He was in prison. He was taken out. Or he was uh, uh, um, in the midbar. And he lost his road and he, he came back. Or let's say he went over the seas in the high seas and he, came, he was saved. So in all these cases, I have to bring a korban toda, and he brings forty loaves with it. Ten of the loaves are hametz, and the other thirty loaves are matzah. There's four different types of loaves that are brought. Like I said, it's ten and thirty. And he wants to bring a kurban toda. So it says, mitnadev umevi. He can donate that as well and bring it. So which means, all these types of kurbanot, they're subject to donating. Aval bin zirut, lo itnadebu. But when it came to the zirut, they didn't get involved. Why? Because they didn't want to be called sinners. Because the Nazir, the Torah calls him a sinner. Why? Which means, he needs kapara, ma'ashir hata from the fact that he sinned ala nefesh. Now what nefesh is that talking about? His nefesh. That the, the, the Nazir, after he finishes process, he needs kapara for the sin that he did to his soul. So the Gebra says... What's the um, what's the sin that he did? So the Gemara is going to say the sin that he did was is that he deprived himself from uh, from wine and grapes. So that doesn't say to deprive yourself of anything that's permissible. So therefore, the Bishamon holds that the tzaddikim would not put uh, voluntary nizirut on themselves just to uh, bring a korban hatat. Let's read the uh, the Ran just to see the four types of breads that they would bring for the Qurban Toda, Dalet Minel Lachma, Hametz, Vigimul Minim Shil Matzah, Halot, Rikikin, and Rebuchin. Those are the different types of Matzot. Halot is the regular ones, Rikikin is the thin ones, the cracker ones, and Rebuchin is like they would take the Matzah and they would poach it in the boiling water and make a Matzah like that as well. Those are the three types. In any event, we have a great Mahloka now between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon on how the early Hasidim would uh, act. <coughs> Rabbi Yehuda says early Hasidim would accept upon themselves Nezirut to bring the Qurban Khatat. Where Rabbi Shimon said, no, they, they wouldn't do that. They would bring every other Qurban, bin Daba, but they didn't want to be called sinners, so therefore they would not accept upon themselves voluntary Nezirut. So the Gemara says, Amar Abaye, Shimon as Sadiq. All these three rabbis are of the same opinion that say the Nazir is indeed a sinner. Well, we just said the two opinions of Rabbi Shimon and Shimon Sadiq. Well, Shimon Sadiq we learned on yesterday's day. Shimon Sadiq we said would not eat from a korban of an asham nazir that became tameh. A, a nazir that became tameh. That's what he was opinion. Why didn't he eat from a nazir that became tameh? Because he was worried that the guy might have regretted it. Why did he regret it? The guy, we're talking about, made, made, accepted upon him nazir because he made some sins. He said, you know what, I want to be a nazir. Okay, so the bishop wants to say, listen, if the guy's tahor and makes it after the 30 days, I'll eat from his sacrifice. Because for 30 days, a guy can you know, keep his nizirut, keep his brain uh, committed to the nizirut. Masha'enken, if let's say he became tameh in the interim, now he's got to bring an asham, and he's got to start the process over again. Shimon al-Sadiq said, I'm not eating from this guy's uh, asham. You know why? 
because probably these type of guys, they regret the Nizirut. They feel bad that they, listen, they only accept the punishment for 30 days. Now they have to process and start it all over again because they got Tamir. So they probably say to themselves, I wish I never did this. So their intention really is not 100% sincere. So Shimon Tzadik really held that to a certain extent, Nizirim are, you know, they're, 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 hotim. they're not really uh, too uh, sincere. At least by the Nazir that became Tameh. So that's Shimon Sadiq's opinion. Now let's go to the next opinion. Rabbi Shimon, what we just said. Rabbi Shimon says that the Tzaddikim would not accept upon themselves Nazirut because they didn't want to be referred to as sinners. Now what's the third Shita? Rabbi Al-Azhar Kefar Rabbi. Detanya Rabbi Al-Azhar Kefar Rabbi Omer V'chipper alab me'asher chata ala nefesh. The Pasuk says, the end of the Nazirut, he has to mechaper on himself. The fact that he sinned on the nefesh. Now, I want you to note that this Pasukovi is talking about actually a Nazir that became Tameh. So he needs Kapara for the fact that he sinned. What sin did he do? Became Tameh. But the Mefarshim are learning over here, if that was the case, it could just say, We know the case. So we became Tameh to somebody. Why did it say Tameh ala nefesh? So it sounds like there's two sins over here. Number one, you need kapara for what you did for becoming Tameh, Mr. Nazir. But you also need kapara for the nefesh, what you did to your own self. Now, what did the Nazir do to his own self? What, what nefesh did he, did, he, did he sin against? Because you deprived yourself from wine. The Torah says you're allowed to drink wine. Who asked you now to go make a, a, a self-imposed isurim? That's not enough what the Torah said is forbidden. Torah doesn't have enough restrictions that you have to come along and be better than the Torah. Now start accepting upon yourself uh, more isurin. Now the Gemara says, The guy that just deprived himself from one pleasure of this world, why? And he's considered a sinner. Imagine if a person deprived himself from everything, which means he doesn't eat. He just wants to fast all day. We learn over here, that somebody that sits and fast is considered a sinner. Why? Because who's asking you to deprive yourself from all these uh, things? Now, of course, the Mephashi pointed out for certain tikkunim, a person would be allowed to fast because he has a purpose. That's considered praiseworthy. But uh, the person is doing it for other reasons, not because it's mandatory, necessary for his tikkun, that of course, why should a person deprive himself from, uh, from food? So the Gemara says, that is the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar HaKefar. Let's read uh, the lines over here. Kulan b'shita hatim. So again, we have three shitot over here that basically are saying that there's an element of nizirut that's considered sinful. But mind you, not all the opinions are the same. Because, for example, Shimon al-Sadiq, held that a regular Nazir is okay. He just was against the Nazir that became Tameh, he wouldn't eat from his Kurbanot. Whereas the other rabbis are holding, every Nazir is considered sinful. So they all hold of the sinful aspect, but they don't hold it exactly the same. That's what the Nam points out. Look at the, the Nam, Kulam b'shita achat. Niyu, lo amru mamash davar echad. Dele Shimon al-Sadiq, davka Nazir Tameh, hu shenekla choteh. Not because he's depriving himself. That wasn't Shimon Tzadik's logic. 
Shimon not sleep because he regrets. The ilu le Rabbi Shimon le Rabbi Lazar kefar afilu nazir taor niklachote miyukulan shavin di kahed benizirut. But they all agree that there's an aspect of sin in the uh, nizirut. So the Gemara has one more question. Gemara says vehaden kera benazir tameketiv, which means if you look at Rabbi Lazar kefar's pasuk, which I told you already, it's written by nazir tame. It says vechiper al. Now, if you're telling me that every Nazir is considered a sinner because he's depriving himself, why did the Pasu call him a sinner, Davka, in the case where he became Tameh? Even in the case where he fulfilled his 30 days of Nizirut, according to the Bil Azari, he's still a sinner. So the Gemara comes along and says, Which means the Pasu is coming to tell you that he's a double sinner. The guy gets two avonot. Number one, he makes a sin, Asher Chata, that he got Tameh. And not only that, but he's getting the sin also because he deprived himself. So therefore, and if he didn't become Tameh, he'll only get one sin. But the Torah is coming to tell you that this guy that became Tameh, gets a double, uh, a double sin on him. So look at the uh, Ran. Vehaden kirab bin Azir Tameh ketiv. Correct. is very good. the only Nazir that's a sinner is a Tameh one. That's why the Pasuk writes Choteh by the Nazir Tameh. But according to the other rabbis that say every Nazir is a sinner, why did it only write it by the Nazir Tameh? Next time, He did both things. If we're just talking about the sin of Tumah, should have said, Mashir Hata. We know that what the context of the Pasuk is talking about. The context is talking about where the guy became Tameh. Mashir Hata would have been enough. However, Ala Nefesh means, and you need a kapara for what you did to your own Nefesh. By what? By depriving yourself from the from the wine. Just one uh, one word from the Shitam Mikubetzit. He says, that even though the Ta'anit is only for one day, and the Zirut is really 30 days, mm-hmm. so he says, but the Tsa'ar of a one-day Ta'anit from everything is uh, greater than 30 days mm-hmm. of just not drinking wine. So therefore, the Gebra is saying, it's a, it's a, it's a Kadahomer. Which means if a guy from wine alone, Kadahomer, the person should not uh, deprive himself from, the, uh, from food on a uh, complete day. As well. Oh, he says over here from the Meidi. Shayoshem betani teklachot terak b'mishenu tzarich lekach lerapot nafsho. He doesn't need it for spiritual healing. V'lachen noach lo sheilich b'derekem emutzat. Go in the middle of the road. V'niten laguf chelko tzarich lo feed his body. Kedeshet tamsan nafsho saad ve'ezed letbodid v'lamot nashem shilav strength to serve God. V'lo yisagif at atzmo. Do not afflict uh, uh, yourself. If you know, if this person needs it, so then already uh, it's no question that he's able to accept upon himself. One of the uh, Hasidic masters said to one of his students that was accepting upon himself all sorts of, uh, you know, sigufim and fasts and things like that. So he told the student, he said, you sinned with your eyes, so why are you punishing your stomach? Which means punish your eyes, punish the, punish the part of the body that the, the sin was committed. You sin with your ears, 
You sit with your mouth. What are you punishing your stomach for? Your stomach is the only innocent part of your body. That's the one that's taking the brunt for the Avonot. So therefore, the best way to make the tikkun uh, of these things is to fix the uh, limb and the part of the body that uh, committed the sin. And from there comes the tikkun. Uh, comes the next Mishnah and says, Ha'omer. Um, person comes along and says, Kunam, Kunah, Kunas, Hare elu kenuin le korban. We learned in the first Mishnah in the Masechet that this was called a kinui. When a person makes a neder, the customary way of making a neder was saying that davar ze asur alai ke korban. They would say this item is forbidden on me like a korban. But then the Gemara said that there's certain types of other languages. They're called kinuim. The way they refer to a kinui is a uh, equivalent terms of nedarim. It's not the actual term itself, but it's equivalent. So those equivalent terms is, for example, kunam. If a guy says, kunam alay davarze. Kunam is another way of saying that this item is like a korban to me. Or for that matter, if he says... Kunah, or he says kunas. These are words that mean korban. Now we go to the next part. Herek, herech, heref, hareelu kinuim leherim. These are kinuim for haramim. For example, a person wants to consecrate something to the Beit Hamikdash. Either to the Bedekabayit, that's to the treasury, or to the Kohanim. So when a person comes along and takes the object, and he says, you could say, Herim, that's the actual word. But the equivalent terminology would be, Herek, Herek, Herif. And that would make the item, Herim, they would have to give it, like I said, either to the treasury or to the Kohanim. The Kohanim would say, depending on where you are, uh, that's the Minhag, some, some of these Haramim go to the Kohanim. And some of them go to the <coughs> treasury of the Beit HaMikdash, depending on where you are, we'll wait for the Gemara to tell us when and what. But these terminologies are equivalents. No, no, no. These, are, these words mean... <coughs> these words mean Herem. Nazik, Naziyah, Paziyah. Hare elu kinuyin linzirut. Which means a person could come along and say, Hare ani nazir. Okay. Or he could come along and say... Nazik Ani, or Naziyah Ani, or Paziyah Ani. All these terminologies are equivalent terms for Nizirut. Shivuta Shikuka. If a person says the word Shivuta or Shikuka, or Noder Bemohi, I'm making a Neder Bemohi. Mohi is another way of saying Neder Bemoshe. I'm making a Neder of Moshe Rabbeinu. Hare Elu Kenuim these are all equivalent terminologies for swearing. For this, shivuta hefetz azealai. That's like saying, I swear that this hefetz is going to be a sutra. Or you said shikuka. Or you said noder bemohi. I'm swearing in um, by uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moi is Moshe Rabbeinu. Hare'elu kinuyim All these are considered kinuyim, uh, equivalent terms for shiva. For example, let's say he says... Uh, 
that he's making a shivua b'moshe rabenu, a shivua moshe rabenu b'kikar ze. That what? Is that going to eat it? So that's considered a shivua. So comes the Gemara now is going to explain. Itmar. We learned this machlokan already earlier on Dabbet in the Ran. Now we're going to see it inside the Gemara. It says like this. Kinuim. Regarding these equivalent terms, that would be, let's say, kunam, kunah, kunas. These terms that we said in the beginning of the uh, Mishnah. Right? Rabbi Yohanan omed lashon umoten. Rabbi Yohanan said they're actually the language of the Guim. Where they get these terms? What's kunam, kunah, kunas? These are languages of the Goyim that mean Kurban. So the rabbis just said, since the Darim do not have to be said in Lashonah Kodesh, they can be said in any language. So therefore, since that was the language of the time that the Goyim were using, and these words meant Kurban, so these words also are going to be valid for the Darim. Bishuman ben Akish Amar, Lashon Shebadu Lahem Hachamim Niyot No Derbo. The Bishuman says, no, these words were actually created by the rabbis, they made them up, in order that a person could use them as equivalent terminologies when he's making the darim. Now how do you know the word shibadu means that they made up? So the Gemara's language is lashon shibadu lem hachamim. How do you know the word shibadu means they made up? So it says, vechenu omer, because it says in the Navi, bachodesh asher bada milibo. If you remember by Yerovam ben Nevat, he made a, a, a holiday in Mar Hajvan. He moved Sukkot to the following month, and he caused the Jewish people to go up and worship Abu Dazara. So it says, in the month that he made on his own. There's no month, there's no holiday in Hajvan. So therefore, the, the, the month that he made a holiday on his own, Shibada Melibo, he made it up. So you see the word Shibada means to make up. Only reason why the Gemara is bringing this pasuk is just to qualify the word shibadu. So you see the word shibadu is they made up. Okay. So the Gemara says, mai takinu kinuim. Why would the rabbis make kinuim? Which was, I understand if that's the language of the guim. Oh, that's their language. I have no problem. So the guy says kunam kunah kunas. He's saying kurban. That this item is a suit to me be kunam. I understand that. That's the language of the guim. But if you're not saying it's the language of the guim, takish. Why would the rabbis go out of their way to create new words? What was the matter with the word korban? Korban is a good word. So the Gemara says, Delo lema korban. They don't want you to say the word korban. So the Gemara says, Velema korban. Say korban. What's, what's, what's the problem with the, with the word korban? Dilma amar korban Hashem. We're worried that the guy's going to say, Hashem's name, Korban Hashem. Because that's how you make the nedr. You say, listen, asur Korban Hashem. So the Gemara says, Korban Hashem. So what? Say the good. That, that's, that's exactly what we want you to say. Korban Hashem. That's the terminology. We're worried that the guy might say the reverse. He might say, Hashem. He might put Hashem first. And he's not going to say, Velo Amar Korban. He's not going to end up saying the word Korban. And he'll end up saying God's name in vain. So then they said, You know what? Let him just don't even. When you say the word Korban, everybody knows Korban Hashem is attached. So the Korban leads you to Hashem. So once you're in the Korban head, you might say the Hashem Korban. 
But we're worried about you say that Hashem alone, you can leave it. So then he says, you know what? Sidestep the whole Qurban word. Say Kunam, Kunah, Kunas. And that'll get you not to say Hashem's name. And if you won't say Shem Shamaim, the Batala. The Gebarah says how stringent Shem Shamaim the Batala is. Why? Vetanya to be Shemunomir. Minayin, how do we know? Shelo Yomar Adam. La Hashem Ola. La Hashem Minha. La Hashem Toda. La Hashem Shelamim. How do we know that when a person is making a nidr, or a nidabat to bring these korbanos, he shouldn't say Hashem's name first, to Hashem I'm bringing a korban. How, how do you know you shouldn't do that? Tamud Lomar, korban, lahashem. Because when the Torah says to bring a vow, it says first korban, lahashem. So they're saying, even when you're bringing a korban, and you're doing a mitzvah, you should be careful not to say, lahashem korban, because we're worried that you might end up just saying Hashem's name alone, and you might not say the word Qurban, it's going to be Shem Shaman, but then we have to say Qurban, La Hashem. So the Gemara says, Bekalva Homer. Now we can make a Kalva Homer. Uma, Zeshalonit Kavinilaski Shem Shaman, La Qurban. This guy over here is a Tzaddik. He's only trying to say God's name by Qurban, Amra Torah, Qurban, La Hashem. And still, we don't want you to say La Hashem, Qurban, we want you to do it, Qurban, La Hashem, so you don't have to make a mistake. Imagine if a guy is just coming to say the name. The Batala, he's come to say it uh, just uh, freely without any purpose at all. Which is even when you're coming to do a good thing, they tell be careful. Don't say that Hashem Qurban. Because you, you only might end up saying that Hashem. And if you do that, then uh, it's Batala. Even though the guy's attention was for a good thing, still we want to make it safe. Kavahomer, if a guy just comes along and says Hashem's name uh, 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 alone, so then uh, you're saying God's name in vain. So therefore you see how careful. So therefore, the Gemara is saying the rabbis created terminologies so you don't have to say the word Qurban. Now you say Kunam. And I say Kunam Nashem. No one says Kunam Nashem. It's not your it's not, it's not the statement. Kurban Nashem. So the, to get the Hashem out of the terminology, so you'll never come to say it in the Batala, Kunam Alay Devarze, Kunas Alay Devarze, etc. The Rishonim over here ask a few questions. The first question they ask is if you're really supposed to say <coughs> Hashem's name second. Because they don't want a person to say La Hashem and then not end up saying the word Korban or Ola, Chatat, Shalamim. What about the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippurim? We learned the Masechet Yomah that when he would draw the lotteries for the two Se'irim, the Se'ir La Hashem and the Se'ir La Azazel, so he would raise his hand up and say La Hashem Chatat. That this one is designated for Hashem Chatat. He's saying Hashem's name first. So the, some of the Mepharshim answer, that's what the Shalmeni Darim says, that we're not worried about the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippurim that's going to come and say Shem Shalom Batala. He says, Sheken Yom Hu Melumad Ben Nisim V'chvod Hashem Chofef Alav. So listen, the day is a miraculous day. God is with the Kohen Gadol. It's not going to let him uh, let it happen. The Shalmeni Darim gives a different answer and he wants to say that in that case over there, all the Kohen really has to say is La Hashem. So that's not considered uh, the Batala because that's the uh, terminology. The Khatat is just uh, extra, so therefore we're not worried about Shem Shamayim the Batala. But there's an interesting Midrash. The Midrash says on the Pasuk that the Gemara quoted, says, Adam ki akriv korban la Hashem. So from here we learn that what? The terminology is supposed to be korban la Hashem and not la Hashem korban. So it says, This is what it means in the Pasuk. From here we see a person does not know his time. 
And the Mephashim asks, what does one thing have to do with the other? Ki Adam ki Yakim Korban Nashim, a person doesn't know his time. So it's based on this Gemara. The Gemara says that what? That a person should not say La Hashim Korban, because what are we worried about? That after he says the word La Hashim, he might not finish the word Korban. Why not? How much seconds does it take from the word La Hashim to say the word Korban? So we're worried that something might happen to the person in between the word Lahashim and Korban, where he's not going to be able to finish it. Which means from one second to the other, he might not be able to finish his sentence. And that's what the Pasuk is saying. Adam ki yakrib Korban Lahashim ki lo yada Adam et ito. He doesn't know his time. Which means a person in just one second between the words Lahashim and Korban could lose his ability to, to, to finish the sentence. So that's why he's saying, Musar, kilo yada adam et ito. Therefore, say korban. So if something happens after the word korban, you didn't say it lebatala. So with this, they answer a question by Boaz. What happened by Boaz? By Boaz, he used to go greet the kotserim, like it says in the Megillah, too, Hashem Machim. So the question I ask is, Hatam Sofer says, what do you mean Hashem Machim? We're learning over here, he should have said, Machim Hashem. Because he shouldn't say Hashem's name first. So he says, no, the whole reason is why kilo yada adam et ito. But Boaz knew from Ruach HaKodesh that he's going to have to marry Ruth. So he knew that until he marries Ruth, he's not going to die. So therefore, since he knew his time, he knew that he can't die until after he goes with Ruth. So therefore, at least until that point, he was able to say, Hashem Rechim, because you want to say Hashem's name first. That's Kavot to say Hashem's name first. You only don't say it first because of the Hashash of Mitah. But since Boaz knew, at least he has to live until, uh, until he consummates the mitzvah with Ruth, because so much is going to come out of him. So therefore, he was able to be... Um, to be lenient. Comes Gibran continues. Lema ketanaev. Let us say that this mahloket between Rabbi Yohanan and Rishlakish is actually a mahloket amongst the tanaim. What is the mahloket of Rabbi Yohanan and Rishlakish? The Gabe, all these kinuim, all these terminologies of Nedarim, who made them up? According to Rabbi Yohanan, these are the Lashonot of the Goyim. And according to Rishlakish, it's Lashon Shibadulahim Hakamim. So we want to say, those were Amuraim. Rabbi Yohanesh Lakish were Amuraim. We want to say that the Mahloka between Rabbi Yohanesh Lakish is actually Mahlok between Bet Shammai and Bet who were Tanaim. So that says, Lema Ketanae. Let's say it's Mahloka Tanaim. Why? Bet Shammai Umrim, Kinuye Kinuyin Asurin. Bet Umrim, Kinuye Kinuyin Mutarim. So now we go to the next, the next grade. We go to Kinuye Kinuyin. That's the, you have the actual terminology, then you have, let's say, the equivalent terminology, then you have the equivalent to the equivalent terminology. That's called Kinuye Kinuyim. So there you have a Mahlok, Bet Shemai says Asurin, that's also considered a Lashon, and Bet says no. So my love, we want to make the Mahlok like this. We don't know really what the Mahlok Bet Shemai Bet is based on, but we want to say it like this. Man Damar Kinuye Kinuyim Asurin, Bet Shemai, Kasabar Kinuyim Lashon Umoten. I'll say that what? That all these kinuim are actually languages and terminology of the guim. So just like kinuim are terminology of the guim, kinuim can also their terminology. So what's the difference? Whatever the terminology of Qurban is, whether it's a kinuim, whether it's a kinuim, kinuim it's going to be a sur. But the man damar mutarim, that says that kinuim, kinuim is mutar, that the rabbis only the rabbis made these languages, mm. and the rabbis only established kinuim, but they didn't establish kinuim kinuim. So therefore, that could be the machlok between the machlok between the Buhanan and the Shlakish. Kibbutz says, "Lo, I can tell you no. The kol alma kinuim lashon umota. Everybody holds 
the Kinuim is the language of the Goyim. So what is Bechamai then? Uh, if you say Yislashon Umot, so therefore Bechamai Savri Behani Nami Mishter Umot. And Bechamai says that these Kinuim also the Goyim use this terminology as well. That was going to be a suit. Bechamai says that even though it's Lashon Goyim, but they really don't use these terminologies that much. Therefore, those terminologies are not going to be for fit for a neder. So you cannot make the mahlog of Shemay Betelel dependent on the mahlog of Yohanan and the Shlakish. I can tell you really what, Shemay Betelel both say what, the Kinuim are from the Goim. But what, Betelel Shemay Yusos, even Kinuye Kinuim are also the Shon Goim that they use. Therefore it's going to be Asur. Maybe Betelel says, yeah, it's the Shon Goim, but really uh, they don't use it uh, that often. Therefore it's not going to be Asur. I can tell you a different interpretation. Betelel Shemay Gazlina and Kinuye Kinuim Mishum Kinuim. Which means, again, I can tell you that everybody holds that the Kinuim really is Lashon Goim. What's the logic of Bet Shammai? Bet Shammai will tell you that Kinuim is from the Goim, but we're going to make a Gezerah on Kinuye Kinuim, Atu Kinuim. And Bet Shammai is going to say, no, we're not going to Gezer Kinuye Kinuim, Atu Kinuim. So the Mahlokan is, do you make a Gezerah or not? La halacha, the Ran says on the third line. Vekay malan kereb Yohanan. So the Ran is posek like Yohanan. Damad lashon umotin. That's very important. Which means now we know whatever country you're living in, you have to know the language that they speak to know how they say kurban. Guys, say sacrifice or things like that. That's quote from Yohanan. It's hal. And we also hold, like Betelel, that only Kinuim are Asur, but Kinuye Kinuim are going to be Mutar. Comes the Gemara continues. Okay, now we gotta, what are they? What are all those terminologies by Neder? By Kinuye Kinuim. Tani Rav Yosef. Mekan Mana, Mekan Hana, Mekan Sana. Those terminologies that can we can we? Hechi dame can we can we dehidem? Because right, the Mishnah gave uh, the terminology of can we have hidem? Now what's the can we can we? Tane mefeshaah. That's the rabbi's name. Mefeshaah is his name. Harakim, harakim, harafim. Can we can we din zirut? Tani Rav Yosef mehaskana menazhana mafihana. Ibayilu. Mifhazana mai. Mithazana mai. Mithazana mai. Gabriel has a question on these uh, terminologies. If it's going to be a lesson for. for Kinuya Kinuim. Which is according to those that are Osir. Maznaha. What was Maznaha? Maznaha. Manzahana was a language for Nizirut. So therefore they wanted to know what about Mitzahana and all these other terminologies as well. The Gibran has another question. Which means we said that one of the terminologies for Nizirut is what Kunam. Let's say a person says Kinma. So the Gibran says Kunam Ka'amar is Kinma like Kunam or Dilma Kinemun Besim Kinemon bosim ka'amar. Kinemon bosim is a spice. And therefore he's saying nothing. It's not a lesson uh, of uh, nizirut at all. It's a spice. Cinnamon. 
Amal When a guy says, let's say, kina. What is kina? Kina shatan negodim ka'amar? Maybe it's a chicken coop. What's a kina? A chicken nest. Odilma lashon dikunam. Yomara says, Torah says, these are questions. Now, kinuye kinim dishbu'ah. We said it's also kinuyim of the kinuyim of shivu'ah. What are they? Hachidameh. Shivu'el, shivuti'el, shekuka'el. Which means the guy says, shekuka'el, kikar alai. That's if he's saying shivu'ah, then I'm not going to eat this. So the Gemara says, one of the terminologies is shivu'el. So the Gemara says, shivu'el? Shavuel ben Gershom, Mashma. Shavuel is the name of a person, the son of Gershom. Moshe Rabbeinu's son was Gershom. Gershom had a son called Shavuel. So therefore, Shavuel is not Mashma, it's not Shavuah. It's Mashma, the son of Gershom. The Gemara says, Ela Shebubael. Shebutiel, Shekukael. That's the Gemara's question. Not Mahu. The Bach takes out the word Mahu. Because that's not a question. The Gemara is saying, these terminologies are indeed the Kenuye Kenuim of. Shavuah. Yeah. Okay. Amar Shavuel. Amar Ashivta. Lo Amar Kelum. He said Ashivta. That's that's not a terminology at all. Ashkika lo Amar Kelum. Karincha lo Amar Kelum. Okay, those terminologies are nothing at all. Nadar bemohi. Hare elu kenuim. Which means if he's made a neder. Moshe Rabbeinu. Mohi is Moshe Rabbeinu. So he says, I mean, I'm no there, a neder, like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's considered a shivu'ah, and it's hot. So the Gemara says, Laban Shemtanya, Laban Shemtanya, Laban Haomer bemohi, if he just said bemohi alone. Lo amar kelum. Bemomata de amar mohi. But if he says, in the shivu'ah of Moshe Rabbeinu, ha're'elu kinuim nishivu'ah, which means bemohi alone is nothing. You have to say Allah meaning Shekuka Bemohi. You have to say Allah Shivu'ah with the word Bemohi. But if you just say Bemohi alone, it's nothing. Look at the Ran. Tanya, fourth line. Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer. Nadar Bemohi. Mohi is Moshe. Lo Amar Kelum. Bemomata da Amar Mohi. In the Shivu'ah that Moshe said, Hadeo Kelim the Shivu'ah. Bachi Pirusho, the Rashbag. The Perush Matnitin Atta is coming to explain the Mishnah. Dehi Katarin Nadar Bemohi. When it says Nadar Bemohi in the Mishnah, Lord Da Amar Bemohi Bilhud. You didn't just look at the loaf of bread and said Bemohi. Ochilze. Ela Da Amar Bemomata Da Amar Mohi. Momata means the Shivuah. Bishvuah Shamar Moshe. Kikarzu. Kemar. Bishvuah Shinishbah Moshe. Kedikti. Vayo El Moshe Lashiv Taish. We learned that when Moshe Rabbeinu uh, stayed by Yitro, after he uh, ran to Yitro, so he made a Shivu'ah to Yitro. The Gemara says that the Shivu'ah was Belashon Bayo'il. That's Belashon Shivu'ah. His Shivu'ah was that the first son that he's going to have, he's going to give to the Avodah Zarah, and uh, let him find his own, uh, let him find his own way. What is Nadar Bemohi? What is Nadar Bemohi? The Ilu Amar. Now he, he changes this the Girsa to Shevuta. Those are the Kinuim. Shevuta Shekuka Bemoi. Have a Mashma Damar Bemoi Bilhud. Umeshumaki Tena Nadar 
להשמיד את הבעלים שיזכיר נדרו של משה דנו שבועה והיינו דכאמר רבן שמעון מגמליאל במומתה דאמר מוי which means it's not enough to say שקוקה שבועה and all that you have to come along and say the words במומתה דאמר מוי which is like שקוקה כיכר זה עליי whatever כיכר זו במומתה דאמר מוי נשבועה דאת משה רבנו סד but just to say במוי is not a terminology במומתה דאמר מוי אוקיי פיין ברוך הנוער לעולם אמן ואמן